so good. And I, I know everybody's been greeting people, but with Easter last week, we have a lot of those first-time guests, and as the lead pastor of the church here, I just want to welcome you as well and just tell you it's so good to have you guys today. And, um, and we, we're actually starting a new series today. And we do things around here in series, and the reason why is because we don't believe that God called us to build a church. Does that make sense? You're going, well, but we're in a church. The Bible, there's no place in Scripture where Jesus said, go build churches. Go, therefore, and make churches, right? The Bible doesn't say it. The Bible says, go and make disciples. And a disciple is somebody who, who, who learns the teachings of Jesus and begins to apply those to their life and begins to grow in that. And you can see the evidence of all that in their life. And, and so as a church, we want to see us grow in the truths of Scripture. Amen? And so with it, we teach in, in, in series. We teach in, in series because I feel like it's a, a discipleship journey. And over the next four weeks, we're going to be going into this journey together as we look at this subject of rescue. This subject of a lifeline, that, that we're connected to God, and there's this whole theology of rescue that is so important, you know? How many's ever been in a situation where you literally needed rescued? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Has anybody ever been in like a water situation, and they actually literally threw a line to you? Okay, the hands, can I take, yeah? Clay, I'm so glad you made it, buddy. Aren't we, aren't we glad? Yes. Boy, that was our drummer from last Sunday for Easter, you know? What would have Easter been like without drums? Quieter, so. But no, Pastor Corey, actually, on his honeymoon with his beautiful wife, he saw something out in the water, and he thought it was a treasure box. Of course it was. But literally, this is his own story. He thought it was a treasure box, and so he, he, he was going to swim out to it. But he didn't realize that they had put on the doors of everybody's room, because he was in born, born, not, thank you, thank you, Bora Bora. Oh, how fancy. <laughs> they only went in Bora Bora. And so on the doors, they had these like advisories, don't go in the water because the current will kill you. Like at this time of, of, of the season, it's just right now you can't go in the water. But they never left. He went on the back deck of his little hut and thought, I'll go for a swim and chase down this treasure box. And, um, and long story short, he got caught in it and ends up a quarter mile or so out into that, 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 that ocean. It's pulling them away. Everything's getting smaller. And poor little Christian, she's on the deck. <laughs> she's getting smaller and smaller. And had a boat not come and thrown a line to that man, we would not have had Pastor Corey around here. We, how many likes Pastor Corey being around here? Yeah. <laughs> now, true story about this. When everything was said and done, that boat came. That boat came out of nowhere. Christian didn't see it. It just showed up. That boat came, threw him a line, brought him back to safety. God is my witness. They turned to see where that boat was, and that boat was gone. That sounds like something you hear at church. I'm serious, though. Dude, that boat was Jesus. That's awesome. That rescue took place. That's so good. Anybody else? Raise your hand. You've been rescued. I, I remember being rescued um, a little less traumatic, but y'all know I'm deaf, 
And when you're deaf, you can't hear where sounds come from. I mean, I know that makes sense. That was kind of deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> of, of course you can't. You can't tell the direction of sounds. And, and I'm out metal detecting because I'm a dork, and this is what I do. And so I'm out looking for Civil War relics, and, 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 and Jerome and I, we've been out before, and I'm going, beep, beep, boop, 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 beep, beep, boop, 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 beep, boop. And, and next thing you know, I have gotten myself lost. And I'm an outdoorsman. I know stuff. I'm pretty good at this. But I was thick in this woods, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm separating myself from the pack. I don't know where I'm at. I went down a ravine. It must have done a weird turn. And I think our cars are there. They weren't. So I start to head that direction, and I can't find anything, you know? So I call on the cell phone the guys I'm with. Hey, I'm lost. And they say to me, don't worry about it. We will beep the truck horn, and when we beep the truck horn, just come to the sound of the truck. <laughs> Spoken like a true hearing person, you know? <laughs> so I was like, well, we'll try it. We'll see. So beep, 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 beep. And I start walking toward the beeps, I thought. And next thing you know, beep, 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 beep. That's, I'm going the wrong direction. Hey, I think I'm going the wrong direction. Keep beeping. So I start going this way. It gets even quieter. Now, I'm not hearing nothing. I'm beeping the horn. Are you sure you're beeping the horn? I'm beeping the horn. Keep beeping. After a little bit, I realize I can't save myself. Guys, listen. I'm so embarrassed right now. I'm going to stand here, and you guys got to come get me. And so I'm going to scream like a girl. <laughs> And you come to the sound, because this isn't working. So I'm, I'm over here. I'm here. Help. 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 And all of a sudden, a couple of my buddies show up laughing. Just, just laughing. Can, can I say something spiritual? Jesus, he did come to seek and to save the lost. Amen? Jesus did come to rescue us, didn't he? Because you didn't know how to rescue yourself. You didn't even know where to look. You know? You didn't even know what direction to head. And Jesus came. And this whole book, the whole Bible, is a gigantic chronicle of rescue. That's really all this is. The whole theme of Scripture is one of rescue. The whole theme is one of God coming to connect with man and to connect us to heaven. That's the whole, the whole theme of Scripture. Speaking of the Bible, can I tell you I'm really excited about this Bible today? I got a large print Bible. Welcome to Middle Age. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And, and, and next week, I'll probably be back to how I used to years ago. I'd be holding out here just reading it and walking through it. And, and, and this week, I'm still going to use my Scriptures on the screen I've been doing for like the last year because I couldn't see my Bible. I just would fake. I said, open up the Bible too. Man, pastor can open his Bible too fast. And it's in Hezekiah. There is no book of Hezekiah. And then I would just look past my Bible and look at my screen. Did you guys know I was doing that? No, I tricked you, didn't I? Yeah, because I couldn't see it, but I can see this one. Boy, that's good. I'm sorry. Okay, so Jesus rescued my eyes. Let's preach. Got to keep preaching. 
So when it comes down to it, the scriptures are a theme of rescue. We call it salvation. We call it redemption. This idea that God has come to purchase us, to redeem us, to bring us back into relationship with him. This idea of salvation. And we throw out the term salvation so much in the church that we forgot that it actually just means simply rescue. That's all it means, rescue. And the idea is that God has been working to rescue his beloved creation from the dawn of time. He's always wanted restoration and relationship and connection. That's always been his desire is for us to walk with him and have this connection with him and this relationship with him. And we know, obviously, the sin in the garden separated that. Next week, we're going to be looking at the subject of reconciliation and the theological term of what it means and actually what it means for us as Christ followers, okay? We'll be doing some teaching next week on that. But when it comes down to it, this idea of salvation or rescue, we see all throughout Scripture this wonderful thought of the gospel message. And John Stott, a great writer, he said it in The Authentic Jesus, he said, Christianity is, in its very essence, a rescue religion. Don't you love that? In its very essence, a rescue religion. And there's some folks who in here might say, and I've heard it said before, well, that's why I don't want to follow Christ, because it's just a crutch. Well, can I tell you something? Following Jesus isn't a crutch. You know why? Because you can't even limp into heaven without Jesus. You can't even limp through the stuff some of my friends, mm. I, have, I have a benefit as your pastor that I know stuff that you'll never know, and I know junk people are going through that you'll never know. When I'm preaching and I see you and I know the stuff you're going through and I'm thinking, man, your God of rescue has come looking for you. Whew. It just blesses my socks off. touches my heart. And sometimes the people are going through the worst stuff. They're here in the house. Now, other people, they'll, they'll, they'll try to find that truck horn on their own. And I'm going through stuff and I'm hearing it and I'm going to try to find it on my own. And I'm going to keep trying. Beep, beep, beep. But there's some folk that realize, man, apart from the rescue of Jesus, I'm not going to make it. And that rescue wasn't just salvation. The gospel message, that good news message, isn't just for salvation, to rescue us to go to heaven. Man, it means that we get it all. It means that that, tie, that, that lifeline, that connection between us and Jesus is connected between us and Jesus, and he connects us to the Father. And because we're connected to the Father, we're connected to heaven. And because we're connected to heaven, we're connected to everything we could ever need. Amen? Amen. It's all about rescue, this whole, this whole thing. It's a picture of the wide-open heart of God for those who he made in his image it's a picture of this wide open heart that rushes to his people, that wants to have this connection and draw you into all that he has. Have you ever noticed that first-time responders have the biggest hearts? If you're a first-time responder, would you raise your hand in here? Come on, come on, come on. Don't, don't be shy. See, they've got big hearts and they're shy. Raise your hands in here. Can we just show our first-time responders, amen, and our police officers, and, amen, amen, amen. And I'm serious, when it comes down to it, they just got these wide open hearts. Why? Because they're rescuers by nature. It's just who they are. They can't help themselves but want to help. And that's how Jesus is. He threw us a lifeline and he connected us to all that God is and all that God has. And we, we were seeing it today, this idea of heaven and earth. We sang it last week on Easter, this idea of heaven and earth. I feel there's a prophetic unction over this house right now. And what that means, if you're not used to hearing terms like that, it just means a timely word from God. 
okay? And I believe there's just this unction on us right now that we can have an expectation that truly as it is in heaven, it can be in the earth. I just feel like that's lifeline, this connection between here and there. God is just increasing that, amen? amen. And to really be honest, I don't think it's because of him changing. I think it's because of us. We're tired of going beep, 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 beep. Trying to figure it out on our own. And we're a group of people going, God, show up and show out. God, do what you desire to do in my life. Not just salvation, but deliverance and victory and wholeness and health and whatever you have, Jesus. Because when you get Jesus, as I said at Easter, you get the Father. When you get the Father, you get heaven. Amen? You get everything that he has. And I do, I believe there's just a special anointing right now in this house to receive what God has. And before we go any further, I just want to take a moment to pray. I really do. We're not going to do altar ministry and bring people down. But here's what I want you to do. If you came in here today, come on, man, I need connected to this lifeline. I need a touch from Jesus. Whatever you're going through. I see people in here who lost their mama. I see people in here this week that's been in the hospital because of all sorts of things. Know the story of a person in here today that was literally beaten by their adult. They're an adult and beaten by their father. Makes me want to go over there and lay hands on them. But you can't do that. Government's taking care of it. Amen? But still, I mean, I just know pains in this house. It just blows up. And so if you're here today, I don't know what you're going through. But that connection's here between heaven and earth. That lifeline, that connection. Amen? And not because pastor can preach it. And not because we can worship it in, not because of anything, but because Jesus is a rescuer. So I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm going to have you come forward. But just stay seated, too. Just raise your hand if that's you. Amen? Just raise your hand. Everybody, if you need something from the Lord today, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. All over. Man, look at this. All over the room. Praise the Lord. Jesus, right now, we look to you. Lord God, we can't find it on our own. We don't even know where to look. But Lord, we're going to stand right here. Your word even says, stand still and see the rescue of the Lord. See the salvation of the Lord. We stand still and we look to you. And in that salvation, Lord, we know it's not just eternity. You don't just save us from hell. In that salvation, Lord, we know that is, it lies in that our healing, our deliverance, our victory, our future, everything. So, Lord, for my friends that have their hands raised, would you begin to visit them today? And with it, can they go home today? Write down somewhere, April 8th. And that day, you begin to do a work. That day, you begin to bring rescue. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, I'm actually preaching to you today half of a sermon. Is that okay? Everybody's like, yeah, about time. Man. You bring the cow into the barn to feed him, but you don't got to feed him the whole barn. Come on. <clears throat> but no, this morning, about a half hour before I showed up at church, I just felt like I'm going to cut my sermon in half. And so I'm going to get to the word here in a second. We got a good chunk of scripture today. But man, I'm telling you, over the next three weeks, I cannot wait to unfold the word of God in this area of rescue. Because I believe that God has rescued us to reconcile us. God has rescued us to restore us. And God has rescued us to release us. We're going to look at the theological um, 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 implications to the idea of your salvation. Is it good? You just get saved to go to heaven? You got saved to mess up the kingdom of darkness here in this earth. You got saved to be rescuers. 
I'll tell one more story, and then we'll get to the word. There was a book recently written by a woman named Kaylee Thompson, and it's on a story of rescue. It's called Deadliest Sea, the untold story behind the greatest rescue in Coast Guard history. How appropriate, at 2 a.m. on Easter morning, 2008, this fishing trawler called the Alaskan Ranger, it is going through the Bering Strait, or the Bering Strait Sea, rather, and as it's going through the sea, a huge storm comes up, and it is about to perish, and it's going down. It strikes a leak somehow, and it's starting to go down. The 47 sailors, the 47, I guess they'd be um, uh, mariners, I guess they're not officially sailors, I don't want to be in trouble with any sailors in the room, Pete. When it comes down to it, these mariners, they jump off the ship into their little dinghies and such. And there was a young man by the name of Ryan. And next thing you know, Ryan's out in the water. And the, 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 the gale force winds and the, the, the tumultuous sea flips his little orange dinghy. And now he's in the water alone. And he's trying to reach for this, this shelter, in a sense, this dinghy. And he can't get to it. And so he just finally realizes, I'm just going to rest back in my survival suit. He had a survival garment on with a blown up neck piece. And he was able to just lay back. And as he laid back through the night, he begins to watch. The lights of the ship are flickering, and he can see where the ship is. And by the moonlight, the outline of that ship, next thing you know, the whole thing begins to sink. And finally, it goes under the water. And it's frigid. The water's frigid. These men feel like they're going to die. And, and obviously, the May Day had went out. People were coming, but they're far from anywhere. And next thing you know, he begins to see, <coughs> he begins to see a light coming at a distance and what was amazing was the light as it got closer and closer it looked he said like a cross as this light came closer jesus is coming to my rescue i can almost imagine him there in the water going am i dead no next thing you know as it got closer because you know you can see light a whole lot further before you can hear sound right and so all of a sudden he starts to hear the rotors of the helicopter. And that was a helicopter coming at him, but the light looked like a cross, and it was coming to rescue him. And, and, and he said, the light shone in darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. Doesn't that sound like Jesus coming to our rescue? And no matter what we're going through, while in the dark ways of the churning sea of an evil, rebellious world, the light of God's rescue helicopter can be seen high in the air, coming and speeding toward us in rescue. And the darkness cannot overcome it. Now listen, these men, they were all rescued. Greatest Coast Guard rescue in history. They were rescued, and along with that, these men were never the same. They were never the same. Have you ever met somebody who had a heart attack and they came through? Don't they live differently? They've been rescued. Or maybe somebody, has anybody here had cancer and you came through? Anyone, anyone? Yeah, 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 yeah. They live differently. Rob, you live differently. You look at life, man, I'm going to take everything I can get for, from life, you know? And no matter what gets thrown at me, I'm going to look at it and take everything I got. You know, every day is a, a blessing kind of a thing. And so true, you know? Maybe somebody in this place was given a second chance at love divorced pushed aside and now you have an opportunity a second chance at love don't you go at that differently don't you look at it differently now that's why we love divorced people here if you've come in here today and you're divorced we love you if you're married stay married we will help you okay but if you're divorced man you're you're not some second-rate citizen in the things of god you're just the next one god's about to do something incredible with if you'll connect with the lifeline 
man, I'm telling you, and if, if you're a guest, I preach the word. And so this is so much more um, narrative than I ever do before the word. Amen, church? Amen. Okay, but we're getting there. And so, but I want to tell you, when it comes down to it, I remember a lady named Jane Ensminger. She was beaten and left for dead in an Ohio field by her husband. She crawled. She was a nurse. She literally crawled herself out got back to the school before the man was able to go get the kids and take off and she got her children and she got the heck away from that man amen and so when it came down to it years later she's a nurse and there's a man by the name of jim and jim's wife is dying of cancer and jane just so happens to be the nurse jim's wife passes away and these two fall in love and oh my gosh the love that they share isn't it amazing amy Jim and Jane, it's just, they had a second chance, both of them, both of them, a second chance. And the way they go at it, the way they go at love, the way they go at life, not only do they love each other strong, they love everybody strong. That's just who they are. They just can't help but love. Why? Because they've been rescued. Listen, a rescued life is one lived larger than ever lived before. A life that realizes how lost it was and now it's rescued. It ought to be able to be lived larger than it's ever been lived before. From that moment on, those, those mariners, those mariners, from that moment on, things looked brighter. The world seemed sweeter. Everything about it. I bet every relationship, I bet hugging their children didn't feel like a routine anymore. Every little coffee date with their hot mama felt like something spectacular. Amen? Where's my hot mama? Hey. Okay, so. <laughs> I do love her. It's been like 24 years of, of marriage this summer. It's been a pretty good run, I guess, you know. But. <laughs> oh, my word. But here's the thing. I want to look at the scripture. I want you to turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And we're going to be looking today at verse 2 through 13. But next week we're going to come back and we're going to go back and look at verse 5, chapter 5, and about 14 up to the end of that chapter. So we're going to be looking at a big chunk of scripture. And, uh, man, this is just, I just love this. This is probably one of my new favorite passages of scripture ever. And what it is, we can see Paul in scripture and his partners as they're in ministry. They live their ministry and lives out of this understanding of rescue. They live it out of this idea that they're connected to the lifeline, Jesus, and it changes everything. You can just see, as you look at this passage, they've been rescued, and they're living life with the sense that they're linked up with heaven, and that all that God has, no matter the circumstances, no matter the situations they're going through, man, there's just a, a, a weathering of that storm that others just might not weather. There's just a weathering of what they're going through that just is a gift from God because they realize they're rescued. They realize how they're connected to Jesus. And so if you're a guest around here, uh, we like to stand to honor God's word. And so we're going to stand to our feet as I read a little bit of the scriptures here. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 2, it says, Behold, now is the day of salvation. Everybody, when is the day? Now. now. Right now is the day of rescue. Don't wait. Man, it's right now, the day that you get to link up to everything that God has. And if you're not a believer, today's the day of salvation for you. But check it. If you are a believer, salvation means everything. All that God has that is offered to you comes through salvation. And so today's your day. You came in here with need. You came in here with struggle. It's your day. 
And you're like, I know, and I'm standing, and you're talking and not reading. I got to stand two services, so no, I'm teasing. All right, let's go. It says, it says, we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, who are they? They're servants of God. We commend ourselves in every way. Now watch this. This is some of the stuff they've been through. But they're servants of God. And they say this, by great endurance and afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, Hunger, about that time, people in the room are going, and you want me to sign up for this? I just think Paul's a little bit of a crybaby, a little bit of a whiner. Is that wrong? I probably shouldn't have said that. He's always saying, like, shipwrecked and scourgings and, come on, Paul. I guess if you write a third of the New Testament or a third of the Bible and two-thirds of the New Testament, you can, you can complain, right? I'm so going to hell. Okay. So, <laughs> no. But watch this. This starts to flip, though. Watch this. By purity, knowledge, patience, kindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're facing all this stuff, but we're linked. We're linked in. We've got the lifeline. We've been rescued, and we're living our lives different. And so patience and kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love by truthful speech, and the power of God. In other words, all that stuff didn't change us because we're allowing heaven to be connected to the earth through that lifeline, and we're allowing our lives to line up. We're just looking at life different than everybody else. Not that we're not facing stuff like everybody else, just looking at life different than everybody else. I'm going to let you have your seat because I want you loving me. So, Don't want you mad at me. It goes on, though, watch this. By truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left. Yeah, you get that stuff when you're connected to Jesus. Watch this. Through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as imposters and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold, we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing everything. It sounds to me like because they've been rescued and they got their eyes on what really matters, it doesn't matter what they go through. They can see it through the lens of rescue. Paul said another place in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, though troubled on every side, yet not distressed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. It's just a guy who has it I'm not saying he has it figured out, but he just knows, man, I don't stand here. Where else do I go? Do I follow, follow, follow? Do I follow a truck? Beep, 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 beep. Or do I stand staying connected? And man, I'm so proud of some of the people that face adversity this week that are in this house. I'm telling you right now, I'm so proud of you because it'd be so much easier to go chase something, you know? Man, you're going, I'm here, got it. I just need to be reminded that you're my God that rescues me. And that's where you're at. You're right here. Dude, I'm seeing a couple right now. Ooh, you don't even know all the stuff they've been through. You can't imagine the pain that they went through. But they're looking to Jesus as the rescuer. And Jesus is changing their marriage. Man, that's the Jesus we serve, people. We're not playing games. We're not fooling around. We literally have a life-changing Jesus that we get to connect with 
and grow and be restored by. And then we get this idea of release where we get to help other people get connected. It's amazing. Young people would say it's sick. It's awesome. Love it. Older people would say tubular. You know what's crazy about that is if you would say that at one time in your life, you're old now. I mean, it's not weird. That just makes me want to gag, gag with a spoon. <laughs> you're like really old if you, okay, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> but listen, it gets even richer. And this is the scripture that I, I actually was proof texting the word rescue and salvation. And I had created over the last month or two a bunch of scriptures on just to show the story of rescue throughout scripture. And this one came up, the idea of now is the day of salvation. And, 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 and you know, I'm always going to preach to you out of context. I don't, I don't just pull a verse and that's that. I always go above and below because that's how we have proper theology. Amen? And proper application of scripture. And so I started to do that and my mind got blown. I started to do that and I'm like, oh, a new favorite scripture. And check this out, verse 11. This is the one I lit on. I was just blown away. It says, we have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. Our heart's wide open. Now watch this. You're not restricted by us, but you're restricted in your own affections. He's like, our hearts are wide open. But you've been through so much, Paul. Shouldn't you have a closed heart? You know, all that adversity that you just talked about, all that stuff that you just continue to be rescued out of? Shouldn't that just close your heart? Shouldn't you be bitter by now? And he's just like, I can't. I just see Jesus as my rescuer. My heart's just wide open. And then he begins to kind of challenge them. And I love this. You're not restricted by us. You're restricted by your affections. In return, he challenges them, widen your hearts also. Don't, don't, don't because of adversity, close your heart. No, there's a lifeline. Open your heart wide to what he's wanting to do in and through you. Don't close it. Now, here's something that he says, and we're already mad at Paul because he's a bit of a whiner now. So don't be mad at me. Just be more mad at Paul, okay? Watch what he says in verse 13. In return, he goes, I speak as to children. See that parenthetical insert? I speak as to children. Widen your hearts also. In other words... If your heart is closed and you're frustrated and you're just not even leaning into the rescuer, you're not leaning into the process of reconciliation, restoration, and release, you're childish. He's not saying it to you. He's saying it to me too. He's saying, Ross, grow the heck up. Yeah, you go through all this stuff, but I'm still good. Yeah, you go through stuff, but I'm still a rescuer. Don't close your heart. If you close your heart, next thing you know, you, you, stop being, you start being robbed of the blessings God has. And not just the blessings in you, but the blessings through you. Because, you know, we don't just live for us. Amen? This is going to get there. We're going to get there. Especially when I go back to First or Second Corinthians um, um, 5 a little bit next week. You know? Boy, this is good stuff. I've never seen that in Scripture. Widen your heart. Well, watch what it says in the Message Bible. This is really neat. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't finch you in. Check this. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. 
Remember what I said? A rescued life is one lived larger than ever lived before. You just live life different when you realize you've been rescued. And watch that. It blows my mind. He says, but you're living them in a small way. And he says, I'm speaking as plainly as I can with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Don't you think if we realize we've been rescued that our lives should be lived differently? We can remind ourselves that we've been literally thrown a lifeline by God and that that lifeline doesn't become disconnected. Check it. That lifeline we stay connected to. And literally with that lifeline flows heaven to the earth. With that relationship with Jesus flows everything the Father has. I want some of that. God, I want whatever you have. I want your spirit. I want your touch. I want your power. Not for my glory, but for your goodness. I want your peace. How many need some peace up in here? Up in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? I told Amy this morning, my pastor was in the first service. It made me nervous. He was here in the first service. And I told her, I said, baby, I'm ticking like crazy. And she, she laughs. When I get nervous, I tick. And so I'm over there. I'm, I'm rolling my head. I'm, I'm moving my face. I'm like, I can hear my dad in the background. Stop it. That's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> I do a lot of things to keep them hidden. But in the first, first service, I felt so inadequate. I just felt so, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? And it just makes you feel good to roll your head. Come on, somebody. That's why Stevie Wonder is just so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew he had ticks? <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Ebony and ivory. So. All right. That has nothing to do with the word. But that connection, that connect, it, cha- it changes all those insecurities. You know, I, don't, I don't rest on those insecurities. I don't talk about those insecurities a lot with you guys because I just think that gets old. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm so freaking insecure. Well, if I don't remind myself of that connection, I can never do anything I've done for 26 years of preaching. Because I, ne- I never feel like I have it or have enough. Or it, I just I constantly got to tug on that line. And I used to get mad at God, you know. I, I, you know, I even had, ooh, this is, this, this, I, I'm, this is cathartic for me. I even had a person one time tell me, we want you to be more kind of like that guy that we can all look up to and try to be like. Man of faith and power, they said. And you can't even get your own miracle for your ear, your hearing. And so I punched him in the throat. I said, take that. I'm still trying to get saved. No, Jesus. No. <laughs> but all that's true, though. They said that. You know? And I'm like, I'm sorry I can't. I wish I was more. I wish I could be a little more of that. But it's just not who I am. That was my deal with Jesus when I was 19. Jesus, if I can be me and serve you, and you can somehow use it, I'll never quit. So with that, um, now look who's the whiner. (laughs) That's Kali. Me and Paul, we're buddies. We're tight like that. All right, so, but with that, that idea of seeing everything differently, I just, I've always had to see myself in his eyes, you know what I mean? And link up to that lifeline and hold tight, and you know what? He just keeps doing great things, and I just keep pulling and leaning into that. 
Here's the thing, though. Those who forget that they're on the other end of a lifeline, they become small and closed-minded. When you forget that you're on the other end holding on to a God that has everything, you forget it, you start to move in doubt, not faith, fear, not peace, sorrow, not joy. When you start to tug on that lifeline and you realize it's connected to heaven because of Jesus, man, everything he has is there for you. Isn't that good? And so I think that's what Paul's attacking here. He's like, y'all are small-minded. You're acting childish. Don't you know what you're hooked up to? Open up wide your understanding. Live life large, knowing that your life's been rescued. Look at every day differently because of that. Let me just say it this way. Live like you've been rescued. Is that good? Just simple. Every morning, remind yourself, I've been rescued. I'm going to live like it. Man, come downstairs, smack your wife on the rear end. <laughs> she'll look at you, she'll look at, she'll look at you, and you'll be like, I've been rescued. <laughs> I've been rescued. She's like, she'll be like, you're going to need to be rescued. <laughs> I, talk, I talk a good game. <laughs> no. I feel my help coming. No, I'm teaching. No. So, all right. So when it comes down to it, if you're going to live like you've been rescued, then you have to understand literally the fullness of a rescued life. Is that neat? Doesn't the Bible say that we are supposed to understand how great a salvation that we have? If it just means we go to heaven, what's there to understand? I'm a wretch. I die. I go to hell. I get saved. Jesus covers my sins. I go to heaven. I got it. No, no, man. To understand how great our salvation is, there's so much. And over the next three weeks, we're going to see how a rescued life is a life that is reconciled. We're going to learn some good theology. How many want to learn some good theology? We ought to know why we believe some stuff. Amen? And teaching's not boring preaching. Amen? I've had people say that. Well, I'm just more of a teacher. No, you're a boring preacher. (laughs) But teaching's not boring preaching. So there's going to be a little more teaching next week. A rescued life is not only a reconciled life, a rescued life is a restored life. And and finally, a rescued life is a released life. And what's crazy about these three things, every one of them finds their connection and relationship. Think about the idea of the lifeline. There's always somebody on the other side. In a sense, it's a relationship series. A relationship so strong with God that he wants to connect with us. And what it looks like when we connect with him how it changes us, and how we change the world. Amen? I love that. Can we just, I don't even know how I want to end today. I just don't know. Maybe, maybe let's end this way. Maybe you feel detached. Maybe you feel like you've never been attached. Let's start there. And, and I'm, I'm going to, a lot of times in church you do the religious thing. You know, bow your heads, close your eyes. That way nobody can see you get the best gift ever known to man. Dude, if I'm getting an incredible gift, I want you to see me get my Harley Davidson. That ain't never happening. But if I'm getting it, I want everybody, I want it on TV, you know. I want everybody to see it. But we do that, don't we? It's like, everybody, you have an opportunity to come and begin a relationship with this rescuer. So let's all bow our heads so nobody can see that. No, we're going to celebrate with you. And if you're here today and you need to connect with Jesus as Lord of your life, as Rescuer of your life, that's what it means to get saved, to walk with the Rescuer. 
And I don't know if there's anybody here today. Let, let's, let's just, if there is, would you just hold up your hand for just a second? Just let me see your hand just for a second. Is there anybody in this service? How, how about this? You feel like you've become disconnected. And that can be all different kinds of sensation of disconnection, you know, all different levels on the spectrum. But, but you just feel like, I just haven't been connected to the rescuer. It's been a while. Would you raise your hand? Amen? I see hands. I see hands. How, how many right now... <coughs> That lifeline is a supply line. You just need what heaven has to offer. Amen? Is there anybody here? I just need something. I need what heaven has to offer. Jesus, you see those coming to faith in you? Lord, you see those who are just wanting a deeper connection? You see those that need your supply. God, you are faithful. You're our rescuer. And because of that, Jesus, it changes everything. The way we look at life has changed because we embrace this rescue theology. We thank you, Jesus. We will do our part. We will hold that line because we know you'll never let go of your end. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Fuel for the Journey. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.